Sorry I'm late. I didn't want to be here. Alexander Hawk must be in the building. Loving him over there, dude. I love Catch you up. too, buddy boy. I'm All only right. here because of you, man. Only right. because of you. <laughs> you ready? All right, folks. Welcome back to another episode of the glorious show. Uh, someone call it a web show or a podcast. Somewhere in between there, right? The lines are blurred a little bit. It's the bastard child of both. That's a beautiful way to put it. And that show is the Boombastic Cast. Yeah. Hoo-ha! 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 Coming to everybody live and direct from a Father's Day uh, recorded live on Father's Day extravaganza. So happy Father's Day to all you fathers out there. Yeah, and uh, happy Father's Day to you, Matt, and happy Father's Day to me. Uh, We might have children out there that we don't know about, but... (laughs) That's horrifying. Yes, yes. That's a scary thought. uh, Happy Father's Day to all my illegitimate children I don't have out there. You have a lot of illegitimate children out there. I've seen them. They come come knocking on the boombastic office's doors with cups. You know, copper cups against the door trying to get some change so they can eat. Poor things. Um, they say, we're Alexander Hawk's bastard children. Feed us, please. It's like, uh, feed us, Seymour. I say, nah, dude. I said, no, go talk to the Hawkman about that. And they say, the Hawkman don't. They call you the Hawkman. Your, your, your illegitimate children call you the Hawkman. They say the only relationship we have with our father is when we watch him on the Boombastic cast in various interviews. And, of course, acting appearances in films. Um, that's very sad. We brought, we brought it into a bad place on Father's Day, right? Yeah. Which is uh, more praise and props to all the fathers out there doing the good things. We got an example of Alexander Hawk doing the worst things a father could ever do. And we got you good guys out there. And if you're listening to Boombasticast and The Good Father, holy shit, when our powers combine, we're going to fucking melt some shit with our eyeballs just looking at stuff. Um, Speaking of melting things with our eyeballs, we're going to kick into today's episode. Uh, This is our our follow-up. This is a segment we started for the audio one called TMB, Too Much Bullshit. Uh, it's where we, you know, travel down the interwebs, the highways of TMZ, and uh, we take a peek and see what, you know, the TMZ world think is thinks is important. You know what I mean? The things they hold dear to their hearts. Oh, hold on, hold on. What do you mean they think that's important? Of course it's important. I mean, it's important if uh, Kim Kardashian has another butt left. I mean, my entire life is based on where her butt ends up in, in those in those skin-tight uh, outfits. Her butt, uh, it's a big fake butt. It's like, uh, like you know, the, the what do you call it, the pocket pouch there? The, yeah. waist, the, waist, the waist pouch thing? It's flipped. It's just one of those. The fanny pack. The fanny, fanny pack. pack. Yeah. Literally a fanny pack, though, you know what I mean? It literally is a fanny pack, and it's packed. Yeah. I, heard, I think her and Kanye are on the outs. I'm a little behind. I only I only listen to the gossip when we do these shows, but I I, I think I heard somewhere that they were out. Those two crazy kids. I had hopes for them. I thought they were going to you know end up uh, creating their own uh, version of North by Northwest. 
they have cyborg emotions. It was implanted in them with microchips when their real their real emotions were pulled out like uh like when fucking Robocop pulls out what's his name? Kane's fucking the the brain out of the machine at the end of Robocop two them. New the new the fucking the dude with the new a yeah. boy Tom Noonan pulls fucking Tom Noonan's robotic brain out of his machinery. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. Uh, very scary process. Let's not get involved. Let's not go any further. So, first up on the docket this evening for making fun of celebrity things is uh, the T. Uh, we got the CEO of Dippin' Dots being sued by a f- former girlfriend who says he went on a campaign to humiliate her, sending nude images to numerous people, including her mom. Horrifying. Uh, Dippin' Dots. Those, those are. When you go to the mall and you next to the Coke machine, there's a, a ice cream machine, and they give you the dots. It's like ice cream dots, so it's not like an ice cream full texture. It's more like little pellets of almost almost ice flavored. Weird, it's a weird thing. But like you take a spoonful of it and you eat it, and it's ice cream. You know what I mean? Uh, okay. I mean, I I I have to admit, I must be totally out of touch. Uh, I have to admit, I haven't been to like a mall for like you know quite a while. Um, Even before COVID, you should be shopping at malls before around you know to shop in general. I know mainly because I got the niece and nephews. That's why I know about that stuff. But that's if you picture like a BB pellet, right? Yeah. And you instead of it made out of copper or whatever it will be, it, it's it's made out of ice. It's made out of like an ice cream type deal. So like it stays together and doesn't turn almost into that liquidy form. It stays a circle. But as soon as you take a bite of it and put it on your tongue, it like melts in your mouth. Oh, I mean, how many dots do you get? I hope you get more than just one dot for how much they're selling it for. Uh, yeah, they, it's a, it's a, I've only seen them, well, I've seen little stands, but mainly I've seen them in like, uh, like Coke machine type things where you put in a buck or whatever it is, and it gives you a little cup of them. And yeah, you can, you probably, it's, it's like the equivalent to what you would get. Like if you were to go to like, uh, like the grocery store and the ice cream shop and those little single use you know, you know those little things. It's like the size of that, maybe a little bit smaller. All right. Well, I mean, nothing seems to amaze me when 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 it comes to you know, um, useless and stupid inventions. People, it actually, it's not that bad. I've tried them. It's not that terrible. I mean, it is useless and pointless, of course. But there's so many things that fall into that category that we enjoy. Um, it's just ice cream. It's new age ice cream. It's like, you ever had that astronaut ice cream? You ever tried that as a kid? No, I've heard of it and seen it, but I've never had it. I felt like you might have had that because when I was a youth, like in the nineties, I feel like that that's when that stuff was a big deal. Like in science class, we talked. Yeah, about I mean, I mean, it was a, kind of a big deal. I remember commercials about them, but I mean, I never got around. I'm, I I like my old fashioned ice cream out of a. Uh, Either a cone or a little, you know, container. Um, what can I say? I'm old-fashioned. Now I'm with you, man. Uh, how about a bowl? You ever do a bowl? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You ever eat it with your hands? No, I have never had ice cream with my hands. Did you ever send nude pictures to an ex-girlfriend's mother? Not yet. But <laughs> the Dippin' Dodds being sued by a former girlfriend story will pop back into here. Um, I, you know, the dude, you know, the CEO, he's probably a rich dude. He's probably got an ego, like fucking nobody's business. I've met people with, with, with no success to them, um, that, that act this way as well. So it's all across the spectrum. 
Um, yeah, it's it's all a power play. I mean, obviously, this guy ended up making a, uh, a lot of money on something I put in almost in the same box as the Chia Pets and also the Pet Rock. Yes. Which, you know, okay, it, as, as far as I'm concerned, it's... <laughs> It, it's a stupid little thing that someone's uh, s- somehow made like millions or billions off of. You can't and be that course- stupid, then, right? There's got to be a good word for that, where it's uh, not quite stupid, but not quite. You know what I mean? Well, okay. I mean, the thing. Okay, someone who's smart enough to play on the stupidity of the public, which honestly is not that hard. Okay, it's not that hard to play. I mean, heck. I saw a thing where people were selling, you know, air guitars on eBay, okay? Yeah. Uh, and and also I heard some guy sold, like, an invisible sculpture for, like, eighteen or 10000 or something like that. Yeah, that was and, recently. Yeah. And, That's and, bananas. I'm sorry, but if, if you, I mean, I guess say my favorite, my favorite one so far was... Someone was selling commemorative copper engravings of Abraham Lincoln for 20 bucks. Okay? You know what that is? That's a penny. Yeah, that's not a Yeah, that's a penny. So a guy made 20 bucks out of a shitload of pennies. I mean, seriously, it's, uh, it boggles my mind uh, some of these things that people create and make, you know, so much money off of, and the and and like Matt says, I mean, are they really uh, that stupid, or is it just that they're they're just slightly smarter than the average, you know, um, idiot? There you go. Yeah, I remember somebody was selling farts of some kind at one point online. I seen where it was in little plastic baggies, just weird shit. I've seen the sand and stuff like that. That stuff kind of makes sense. Like if you're going to a historic place or something like that, and you want to grab some sand from the area, you know, maybe a flower to send back, and they can put it like in the book or whatever they want to do with the, you know what I mean, or rocks. I've yeah, seen a lot of that. That makes sense. I mean, I can understand that, but then of course the question. I mean. Uh, that I would more substance to it, though. How do you authenticate that they actually got the sand from like the beach of Normandy and not, you know, down at uh, Buzzards Bay? I mean, oh, I'm sure that that's a lot of it. It's 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 uh, they just they believe it. You know, they're they're paying to believe. They're like, well, I can believe. I can I can honestly believe in this because I paid money, so it must be real. Like that's what they believe. Uh, those people that buy that stuff, I would. Uh, I bet they make other weird decisions in their life as well. Well, if that's the case, they probably I listen to the show. Brooklyn to sell them. They probably all listen to our show, bud. We just lost all of them. Uh, that's crazy. But they're back to this dipping dude. He's. Uh, He's big trouble, dude. I, I vibe. I, I feel like he's this big CEO that worked his way to the top, and he thought that he was going once he was rich and all that, he was going to have everything he ever wanted. And he he, he done tripped up and fell in love, uh, uh, or it's just a straight power ego play. But either way, she left. She was done with him, and uh, he wasn't he wasn't down with that that movement. So. You know, he tried to be foul and be threaten her to like get her back. He was just like a definitely a scumbag thing. I think it's a low place of like coming from a low place in human human in humanity. I, I mean, I mean, this is the way I see it. Okay, I mean, relationships uh, happen and relationships break apart, 
and you know, whatever, whether it's his fault, her fault, wh- whatever the relationship went went uh, south, I, I trying to you know hurt them more by sending nude pictures to the parents and all that. That's not only petty, but that is like extremely um, low. I mean, the thing is. That be grown ups for God's sake, okay? Yeah. You, gotta, you use your words. You you either yell or scream at each other or just ignore each other. But I mean, you know, th- this is kindergarten bullshit. Okay. Bullshit. Too much bullshit. And with that being said, uh, this one hits home in, in a terrible way because I remember actually I won't say no names and I won't say which field of work that I met this person in. But I remember I actually had to talk somebody out of, um, at one point, posting up pictures on somebody's Facebook page of an ex, uh, uh, a Facebook page that family, uh, children, uh, you know, would have seen that. And I remember just being like dumbfounded that knowing the repercussions of who would see it, that that was still up in the air. And I don't even think that the reasoning behind the anger was justifiable. It was just like a weird thing of like insanity. I don't even know what to call it. It's just insanity. The fact that it was just someone wanting to hurt someone else as as bad as they could. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad I was there to kind of diffuse the situation because it could have been an issue and a half. Yeah. People who, who do that are just, you know, the lowest form on the planet. Plain and simple. He's gangster with it. We got our guy over here. Matthew McConaughey continues to gain points as a man of the people. Get in front of and firing up a massive crowd of soccer fans in Austin. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. That's what I'm talking about. You know what I mean? Matthew McConaughey is one of those dudes beloved by everybody. Will always be loved, I feel. Great dude. Never met him, but uh, I get the feeling like he's a pretty good dude. You know what I mean? I'm a pretty good judge of character. I have to say, personally, I really do want to play the bongos with that man. Um, in more ways than one, I heard. Oh, yeah. You know, I think anywhere that he's one of those superstars, that if he just shows up, it's an energy. You know what I mean? You're just seeing him. He's so he's like, he's so well-known and larger than life at this point that these people, they're like superheroes. I almost feel like these celebrities that are super huge, like walking into a room with a bunch of just civilians is like Superman walking into the room. You know what I mean? People are like, what is going on? Yeah. He's that, mean, he's that vibe, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's funny. It's it's kind of like, uh, kind of on the smaller scale, uh, but uh, I, Matt and I, we go to conventions, and then yeah. we, we see... We see people that we grew up watching on TV. We see people that we're fans of. And it's funny, I mean, I, because, I mean, as a kid, you, you're told by your parents what's on TV, the movies, the TV, and all that. It's not real. It's people pretending to be other people. And then you physically see them. Sometimes you kind of have a little disconnect because... You feel like you know them, but you really don't. You know what character they play. And, yeah. um, but, I mean, the thing is that, I mean, from the interviews I've seen of Matthew McConaughey, he comes off as a, a, a relatively chill, cool guy. I mean, maybe that's truth. Maybe it's not. But from here, it sounds like it might actually be uh, closer to the truth. That he's pretty chill and pretty, uh, pretty easygoing kind of guy. 
Yeah, and we brought that up because, you know, as we flow through these articles, there's a lot of bullshit in here. So it's good to see the, uh, the people being good every now and then. I tell you, as I get older, <laughs> I dropped that big burp bomb. As I get older, seeing people, humanity being good to each other, like, touches me more and more and more each day. You know what I mean? So, like, stuff like that, I appreciate. Yeah. Know what I mean? I prefer this over the first definitely. Um, then you move into, you know, let's go into some more topics that TMZ thinks is very important. Let's talk about Jordana Brewster uh, from the uh, the Fantastic uh, Furious Five movies. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, I, I have to admit, I know uh, this is probably uh, me losing my guy card, but uh, no, no, no. You'd be, I, you'd probably be, you'd probably be I, surprised. I've I've only seen the first. Fast and the Furious movie, and that was good. I enjoyed that, but when it started getting more and more ridiculous, uh, just watching the trailers, I just really didn't get into it. So um, I honestly really don't know who she is. Um, has he been in anything else that I could have possibly seen her in? Or? No, not that I can think of, but she was throughout that franchise. She was kind of... I don't know if she's gone on and do other things, but let's just say that everybody else around her kind of blew up, not her. But that's nothing against her. Um, maybe she is in things that I've just never seen. You know, but that, yeah, I don't know about your guy card getting pulled on the Fast and the Furious films because, like, they're, they came in a later time. It's like a newer generation that probably doesn't really care much about guy code anymore to begin with. Um, but it's like a, it's more of a teen movie, I feel. When I look at them, I look at them more as teen movie. Like, by the time they come out, I was no longer in the, in the, in the audience of being hip if I ever was. So, like, I couldn't relate, I felt. <laughs> it was a weird... I, I never got into cars. I'm with you. I, yeah, like, my, my, my guy card's been pulled because I can't fix my car by myself. You know what well, I mean? Well, I mean, uh, th- this is how is he, and this is the funny thing. Okay. Fast and the Furious, okay, the first one, I really liked, really appreciate. Yeah. And I also appreciate it because it's a remake. It's right. a remake of Point Break. It's the exact same story, exact same setup and all that, and but they took it in a different direction. They didn't try to, you know, I mean, they made a remake of uh, Point Break, which was uh, awful. Did. They didn't try to. They didn't try to pay the original creators. That's what yeah. they didn't try to do. But, but, I mean, the thing is, they took in an, an idea that's already been done, and yeah. then they, you know, instead of uh, cool dudes, no Patrick Swayze or Keanu Reeves on surfboards, you got cars, fast, yes. you know, uh, drag racing and all that, which I thought was a good a good way of you know taking the story that's already been done and doing something different with it. Yeah. And the thing is, the first one. I think speaks more to a more adult demographic. I mean, as Matt said, I mean, you sit down, you look at most of these Fast and the Furious uh, sequels now, they're, they're more like teen movies. But before, they always have been, though. They really have. Yeah, and but... I watch but, one of them. But, <laughs> but I'm making yeah, but, an opinion on all of them. <laughs> well, well, I'm... I'm, I'm 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 saying the first one was more uh, how should I say more mature compared to the others. Okay. At least I find because well I don't steadily wa- I've seen like one or two you know bits clips you know I haven't really watched any of them all the way through. Yeah. But 
they for the most part, like you said, they feel more like a teen movie. But the first one felt like it was more of a mature, grounded uh, story. I mean, that's just how I saw it. And and personally, I think they should have just did that one movie and, and stopped there. But, of course, they decided, hey, let's just keep on amping this up. And let's have Idris Elba show up as as a super soldier in one of them, which, you know, is kind of like, well, where did we get from an undercover cop, you know, befriending the guy that he's going to knock on to, you know, friggin', uh, you know, uh, superheroes. I mean, it, it's like yeah. you are. You're an ageist. I know I had an ageist on my hand over here. Oh, I'm an ageist. You're an ageist over there. You know, you're hating on things because of the age groups. I'm not. You know, I, if I knew that, if I knew you were an ageist, I never would have rolled up into this show with you. You're gonna get us both canceled out, dude. Ooh, ouch. So back to the important news of what she had to say is she revealed uh, the twofab twofab dot com. I feel. Uh, I just lost my my guy card knowing just pr- pronouncing that website, but she reveals that she had a crush on Paul Walker after finding him in the car. I mean, finding uh, finding out that uh, he was crushing on her. Okay, it's like a triangle where he was crushing on her and the car was crushing on him. You know what I mean? Ooh. But ouch! 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 Yeah, she waited for it to, it was too soon before, whenever she wanted to announce that news before, she, it was too soon. So she waited at the appropriate time to let the world know that she didn't want to catch the backdraft of uh, the, the fans of Paul Walker being like, you didn't show him no love when he was alive, you can't show him no love when he's dead. Yeah. <clears throat> That's how they always end their sentences. Um... Yeah, it's weird. Of course, dude. Paul Walker was a good-looking dude. Of course she was fucking loving on him. She was probably loving on him before he was loving on her. You know what I mean? That's probably how he was loving on her, because she was giving off the vibe of, I'm loving on you. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, things like that, I mean, is it, it, no surprise. And I, while I never met Paul Walker, I mean, from uh, what I've heard and seen of, of him, he seemed like a pretty cool guy. And, of course, also attractive guys. He's an attractive girl. They work together. I mean, They could have got know. together, had some very attractive kids. You know what I'm saying? Uh, that was my reverse Rodney Dangerfield joke. <laughs> I don't know. When I try to think of – I don't get a full, clear picture of what I think Paul Walker would have been as a person because you hear a lot of good things, but those are usually things you hear when people pass on. And uh, it was a lot of his friends telling how great he was. Now, that's not to say that he wasn't great to everybody else, but uh, the, the, the opinion that I, the, what I got from a, an outsider and a complete outsider looking at the situation is Paul Walker was a, he was a dude that might not have been humbled yet in life and he was still going crazy and he would have eventually reached a point where he may have been humbled and was very cool to other people. But I almost get a vibe like, and I'm, I could be very wrong. I could be very wrong saying this, but I almost get the vibe like he was he was probably cool to his folks and his peeps and all that. But if you were like an outsider approaching, it might not be as cool, I feel. Um, and who's to say he's wrong? You know what I mean? He's Paul Walker. You know what I mean? He was doing it big, dude. Doing it big, yeah. He passed off the torch to his brother. 
uh, that w- that's what was supposed to happen with James Franco. James Franco was going to commit suicide after the the Room movie that he did, and then his brother was going to take over Hollywood. Uh oh, it's, it's not too late for that to happen because Jimmy Franco had allegations. Jimmy Franco had allegations. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, 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 I. Seth Rogen won't work with him. Seth Rogen won't work with him anymore over allegations. Oh, this, this is the funny thing. Okay. Yeah. Now, um, I, I forget the uh, woman's name. She was on the Disaster Artist. She's uh, one of the um, uh, people that really spoke up about uh, James Franco's uh, behavior, and also yeah. called out Seth Rogen for being an enabler, and. It's, I mean, th- this is the way I, 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 I see it, okay? That, oh, she called out Seth Rogen for being an enabler. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't hear that aspect. Yeah, yeah. And, and he didn't start backtracking his, his, his uh, you know, uh, bro code with, his, with James Franco till after he started really, you know, making huh. it public that he was enabling him. And, of course, Seth Rogen, seeing that, you know, this wasn't uh, being a good look for him. Decide to, you know, you know, toss uh, his relationship with Franco aside. But then again, there is rumors that there is a film that both Franco and Seth Rogen are still producers on. Well, yeah, that's and making money, baby. Well, they just yeah. want to act in the same scenes together, but they'll make money together. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that's so a different uh, side. That's a different thing. Don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, that so, aspect of it. Just look at the other. Yeah. So, so Seth Rogen saying <laughs> that he's distancing himself from uh, from his uh, pal is is I, I believe is uh, complete bullshit. Some bullshit. Well, uh, yeah. That's why he. I, you know, that makes sense to why he came out and publicly said that he that he won't work with him or won't act in a movie or whatever he said. He probably worded it perfectly the way he wanted to word it. Yeah, yeah. He probably worded just the way so that he can still work with him, but then, but also look like he's distancing himself and not being an enabler. And they go, "Why are you going to produce movies with them? Calling me COVID, baby. Boys got to eat. Boys got to oh. eat. I'm starving." <laughs> Oh, I I'm didn't in these know. Oh, he was a producer on this. Is you know, I produce over there. He produced over there. We, uh, there's no crossing of the streams, boys. No crossing of the streams. If we, if if, if America got out there and supported the interview like they should have, then he wouldn't have to. He wouldn't have to produce movies with them anymore to make money. Because <laughs> he's starving. He's fucking starving to death. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know I, mean? I mean, I mean, honestly, uh, it's. Th- it's this, a week, yeah. You know what's the best thing to happen for that friggin' movie? The best thing to happen for that movie. We all didn't is, get ki- that, that America didn't get blown up, or we all didn't get killed over it. That's probably the best thing that happened with that movie. How it got at that dude heated it our whole country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the thing is that that because of all the controversy around that, people yeah. actually went to see the god awful piece of shit. It. I mean, it's this is this is the thing. Okay. I, I can watch a lot of movies and and whether they're good or bad and actually, you know, watch to the end and then have an overall, you know, opinion of the project. I had I couldn't even get through ten minutes of the film. Right. I was like, Oh my god, I literally feel like my brain was liquefying. That's that's how painful how painful it was watching. Just ten minutes of that film. Crazy. Well, and then you got the Hollywood vibe too, because like 
I'd like to know what their relationship really is because it's quite it's possible that they literally talk to each other every day and they have a real friendship. Or it could be a fact that, you know, they all go and do their own thing and then every every couple weeks, maybe every couple months, they, they see each other. And when they see each other, they're all, you know, cool as hell because they're, you know, they're living it up on top of the world, seeing your, your boy doing it too, whatever. So it's like uh, it's a good time. So, like, there's always good times when they see each other. Uh, and they really don't see each other in between. So there could be a situation like that, you know. And with that being said, I want to announce me and Alex are producing a film with uh, James Franco and Seth Rogen coming out next fall, a nice comedy about the whole situation. We would really appreciate if you guys supported the film, all right? <laughs> this is a big step for me and Ott, so we really want that. Uh, it's uh, it's the Disaster Artist Part 2. We're going we're gonna to check it out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, starring Tommy Wiseau. Um, next up, we have Bindi or Bindi Irwin uh, celebrating Father's Day, and she's showing love for three men who are pillars in her life. But there's uh, someone causing her great pain, if you know what I mean. Okay, is it a stingray? Oh, that was good. No, supposedly, uh, you know, she wanted to, of course, wish Happy Father's Day to her father, Steve Arwood, rest in peace. She wanted yeah. to give thanks to her husband, father of her children, and wanted to give thanks to um, his father, the father, the husband's father, a stepfather, for being a great guy. And she wanted to exclude, she, she, she wanted to personally exclude her grandfather, who she considers garbage, because uh, the, fa- the father doesn't want anything to do with him, I guess, the family. Okay, this, this grandfather, he's uh, uh, the real father of uh, her husband, or is it her grandfather? I mean, it's, her, her, it's Irwin's father, I believe. Okay, Irwin's father. She yeah, she gave praise to her her husband's father, her stepfather. Okay, that's what gets, or father-in-law. My bad. Yeah, okay. I said that's like I said the wrong way. <laughs> but, uh, you said stepfather. That's why I was getting confused. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, buddy. It's Father's Day. It's got me all crazy. Um, but yeah, I guess the dude. If it's if it's Irwin's father. It could be a weird vibe, maybe, um, I don't know. In a situation like that, it's family, so it's tricky, you know what I mean? Where it's like, does does he get really sad seeing the family without his son? That could be, you know what I mean? Does he feel like he should have been given a cut of money? You know, that's a bad reason, but that could be. Um, you know, could it, could could Steve have been the glue that kept that whole those two those relationships together? I mean, that, that's very possible, too. You see that a lot with family, too, where there's like the glue that holds families together. And when that person passes away or whatever, you'll see the family slowly disband or whatever it is. You, you see groups, not just family, but groups of all times, bands, fucking, you name it. Um, well, I mean, it I, mean, be the, that. I mean, the thing that I, I, I find, okay, first of all, this is a family matter, okay? Yeah. And, I mean, I always believe that, you know, when you're dealing with family matters, it stays in the family. And the thing is, to be perfectly honest, you and I wouldn't know anything about this kind of family issue unless he actually, you know, brought up in the air to specifically say, oh, happy Father's Day to these people, but I'm excluding my grandfather, which then, of course, you know, brings open the question, why is he excluding her grandfather? What's going on? I got, I got uh, some specifics if you want to know. Okay, okay. 
Right. She she calls it an abusive relationship with her grandfather, Bob Irwin. Uh, okay. Says he's shown no interest in her family. Uh, he has returned gifts I've sent him after he opened them. I guess he didn't like it. <clears throat> he has ignored my condo- my correspondence. And from time, the time I was a little girl, he has ignored me, preferring to spend time doing anything else uh, rather than being with me. Uh, I almost wonder if it's her personally or if a family thing. Because if it's her personally, mate, it could be 100% correct. He could have just been a, like a scumbag like that. Or she could just have weird feelings towards him. Um, it's possible that, you know, you know, she's probably still grieving with the, the fact that she don't have a dad anymore. Especially around the Father's Day. Well, so she's going to be I, on a little more emotional, you know what I mean? Well, I mean, it's, it's one of those things. I mean, I... Uh, I never had a good relationship with my grandparents or my cousins or my uncles. And and the thing is that uh, you know, for whatever reason, whether it's um, they have an issue with you specifically or whether they have an issue with like your parents and it just kind of, you know, trickles down to you. Yeah. Um I mean, the thing is, to be perfectly honest, that is a shitty reason to treat anyone in your family uh, shabbily. Um, but, you know, it's, it's one of those things. I mean, obviously, there's there's an issue there that, you know, uh, if, if they haven't, you know, sat down and talked this out or figured out what the major issue, they probably won't ever. Yeah. Um, and of course, that'll be a shame, especially when it gets to a point where one of these days he's going to die. And I'm sure that, you know, there's going to be a lot of unanswered questions. And the right. thing is, both of them should sit down and you know, hammer things out before it's too late. But the problem is that a lot of times people either don't think that way or they just hold on to grudges or whatever. And, uh, and unfortunately a lot of things go unsaid. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's one of those things is like, we don't know the full story, so you can never get fully into it. I mean, the allegations are like what she said happened. I mean, it does sound along the lines of like a shitty, like a shitty grandparent type deal. You know what I mean? So who's to say that's not the case, but I do. So when I was saying the thing about her being emotional, I do believe that, yeah, it's Father's Day. <clears throat> I'm sure she's still grieving, especially around the holiday, always. Um, <clears throat> that I think, I think that her emotion, you know, she's going to want somewhere to kind of address that sadness or anger. You know what I mean? So she's, she's going to, you know, she's very unhappy with, the grandfather because maybe he's not maybe he's not wanting to talk to her which you know at that point who's to say you know you'd have to hear his argument to why why he feels that way you know but i know dmx's daughter also put up a video uh to you know rest in peace rest in peace both dmx and steve Irwin. hell yeah you know about that so and they made news of that too but that's just kind of it was just like him with the kids and stuff which is funny. It's like he's a like he's a he's a gangster rapper. So everybody's so surprised that he's like a good dad. You know what I mean? That's why you're seeing all these videos. Like it's a 
oh, we, we, we were in the Ark of the Covenant. Wow, we found him, like, giving his kid a Christmas present, so we're going to show We're going to show it. We found him this this lost catacomb. We found birthday cards from DMX to his daughter in these lost catacombs in Egypt. Uh, here's it on TMZ, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, the thing is that, I mean, I... I I never I mean I never got into DMX. I unfortunately I, ne- I I really never got into rap and all that. Yeah. But I mean, but it's the same thing as as you know any other kind of entertainment or creative outlet that you know the persona the the art that he's putting forward doesn't necessarily mean that's exactly who he is or how he feels as a person. Yeah. I mean, the rap could be a way for him to dealing with some, you know, tough issues and, and all that. And he has a lot of passion and he puts through that. And he, and people might say, oh, he's a gangster rapper. He's, you know, he's not a nice guy. But, I mean, the thing is that it's a form of creativity expression and there's a form of art. So, I mean, th- you've got... People that make their entire careers playing great villains on TV, but you meet them in person and they're just like you and me. They, you know, they love their kids. Uh, they have strong relationships, and and they're pretty good people. I mean, it, the thing is, people got to realize when you're watching, uh, listening to someone's music and all that. Every it always has a little bit of them, but that's not a hundred percent them. Yeah, okay. I mean, every bit of art has a bit of the artist in it, but it's not the complete picture. Right. You know what I mean? It's a, it's an art form. You know what I mean? That's uh, you, you, you were, I, I, I'm with right with you where you were going with that. You know, and I like DMX. I thought he was super talented. Um, the it's like this. It's like you know the the blaming you for some like a role that you would act in or blaming. You know, if I made, like, a violent movie or, you know what I mean, you know, we would make all types of weird shit. Like, people saying, oh, that's, he must be a scumbag. He must be a killer. You know what I mean? Because of that, you know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, you can never, you know, and, and you were right, dead on, dude. That's, rappers, man, it's all, it's therapeutic. Anything artistic is therapeutic. And you, that's what all those rappers are, man. They're, like, painting you a visual picture through words of like their struggle of the come up and what they've seen, you know, they don't exactly do certain things uh, that they rap about, but they see it happening right next to them. So they're kind of like, you know, like a, like a spotlight, if you will, like they're letting everybody know what's actually going on in their neighborhood, so to speak, you know what I mean? In their cities, you know what I mean? They're giving everybody like a, like a, like a, like a, like a first, first account story, you know what I mean? Of what's going on. So like, yeah, you can never really, you can never really uh, say that, but it's weird because, in the same sense of saying that, I, I'm maybe I'm just an old man because there's a lot of new age rappers that I feel rap about garbage shit. That's that's almost like not dangerous, but like uh, dumbing down. You know what I mean? Which is dangerous. You know what I mean? I think there's a lot of that going on, but maybe I'm just getting old. Who's to say? Because um, it's the same shit. It's just it's all about how the generation uh, accepts it into their mind and you know, deals with it. If it's making, yeah. if it's fucking you up, I guess it's a problem. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, the thing is that, and I, I know that, you know, 
when my uh, parents were raising me, they didn't really understand like the music or the movies or that kind of stuff. Then, yeah. you know, uh, I'm thinking they had too much sex, too much violence, and all that. I mean, actually, when I grew up, my parents had me watch a lot of black and white movies because, while they dealt with you know um, adult themes, a lot of them they they weren't blatant about it. So I could be a, you know, eight, nine-year-old kid watching the movie about these uh, interesting themes, interesting characters, but not know what's really going on until I got older. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and the thing is that as I get older, I, I look at, you know, uh, the things that are coming out now with kids, and I, I just blows my mind because... I'm like, I don't see anything, you know, uh, any any real good stuff coming out. I I joke around that my taste in music stops at the 80s and goes all the way back to, like, the 40s. I mean, that's that's my uh, range of, of music I like. I mean, a- anything after the 80s, for the most part, I mean, there's a few songs, but... I, I I just can't connect with anything because it's it's it doesn't talk to me and and it, it just doesn't interest me. So I mean, it could be just an uh, being the uh, an age thing that you know you're destined to grow up to an age where you're just not going to understand the new new creative types. It's weird because there's some music I'll, I'll I'll hear and I'll understand why they like it. And then there's other stuff I won't, you know what I mean? It's a weird vibe. And you, you do need to open up your musical selection more because even though I don't like some of it, there is some new shit that I do like. So, like, I haven't turned my ears off where I think you've just straight turned your ears off. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, I, I, I'm, I'm getting myself ready to be uh, the uh, grumpy old man that... Uh, you can get yourself throw, ready. Uh, throw, throws things at kids when they get on his lawn. Get off my lawn! Throw bullets at him. You uh, need to be a grumpy old man with like the, with the twelve gauge shotgun by the back door. That you just fucking it's like hanging up next to the broom. It's like leaning up against next to the broom. You just grab it and fire one off at the kids. That's um, a warning shot. Next one's into your head. Speak, speaking of behavior like that, uh, Jen Harley arrested for domestic battery assault with a deadly weapon. Uh, me and Alexander Hogg, we have to admit that our, our guy cards have officially been pulled ever since we started doing the segment TMB. You know what I mean? We're, there, there's these people that we don't, we didn't know about going into it. We, we wish we don't know about now, like this Jen Harley person. Like, I shouldn't be able to tell you, even though I'm reading it from an article, but I shouldn't be able to tell you that she was uh, the ex-girlfriend of that Ronnie dude from Jersey Shore. You know what I mean? Uh, but she, you know, she's out to kill everybody. See, these weird, and Ronnie is like a fucking mess, too. They're all of them, you know what I mean? What's crazy is when you're the craziest, most messed up person on the Jersey Shore, you should just be, like, put in a fucking uh, gigantic sandwich bag and fucking buried in a hole somewhere and just, like, given given a couple days oxygen, you know what I mean? So you can think about it. You can think, you know, with a cell phone. Well, I mean, I mean... I've said this before. Um, my my opinion when it comes to reality TV yeah. is that it's it's the same as the olden days where you had the circus and you had the freak show. Okay, right. uh, the circus would be mainstream media, films, TV, that kind. 
And then the freak show, that's what reality TV is. Because you're not really interested in, you know, the stories or what's really going on. You want to see the disaster. You want to see, you know, the, the, the train going off the tracks. And that's what reality shows push and what reality shows, you know, promote. And they want you to see, you know, uh, people, whether they're, you know, uh, you know, especially if they can find people that, you know, you feel like uh, are, are doing better than you and then showing that they are either the same or even worse than you, it makes you feel better. <laughs> well put, Hawk, well put. Um, yeah, I'm with you. Tell, tell me, man. A- am I right? Or am are I- you saying that Ronnie's the Robin Hood of mental sanity? <laughs> he, he, he wants. He wants everybody. He can go. Hey, I got a good financially in, in in the public eye, but I'm a fucking wreck of a person. So feel better. Yeah, something That's like what that. Sounds like uh, if we ever do a limited edition uh, Boombasticast TMB shirt, the logo on the shirt has to be Ronnie and fucking handcuffed to a hospital bed. That's got to be our, our, one of our limited edition shirts. Um, oh. I've got my. I've watched the Jersey shirt before because my lady likes it. Uh, it is not the worst show that MTV's ever created. That's for sure. Uh, that, that that is scary. Just yeah, that phrase some, itself is scary. There is some truly horrifying shit on MTV. MTV should be, you know, classified a horror channel at this point. Um, but yeah, these two. It's funny. They're always on TMZ. I figured I would mention them. And it's Father's Day, so I just want you know. Wanted to bring up Ronnie because he's always around. He's got the fucking, the kid's got like a knife in his fucking back. And then Ronnie runs. That's like the knife holder is the kid's actual fucking like spinal cord. That's how much they care about their kids. Um, I, I, the, the mother, I picture the mother like throwing, like throwing the kid like it's fucking a weapon. Like when he like out the window at Ronnie, like trying to hurt him and not trying, not physically, not mentally, physically hurt him. Don't care about the baby getting hurt. Uh, people used to cry about MJ holding his baby over a balcony. I remember those days. Oh yeah. Now, now, now there's TMZ photos of like the fucking mother holding the baby like by the throat with the left hand while like duking out with duking it out with Ronnie with the right hand while the baby's just flopping around like fucking dead fish. It's uh, it's quite a world. The world is weird. Weird world. Weird world we live in here. But uh, crazy madness, you know what I mean? Do you want to talk about the prince? He reportedly wants to deny Archie the prince title. Do you believe that? You know, he doesn't want the, 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 the refusing to make his grandson Archie prince. Uh, the other, what is it, Harry, uh, prince, uh, what's the other one that isn't allowed to become prince? Oh, see, there's Harry and William. That is Harry. Yeah, William is the next. William would be the next. Okay. The other shit's a weird... They're well, going to be keeping over it. It's a weird thing. That, 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 yeah. That's going to be a big bloody mess by the end of it. They're all going to, like, kill each other in a cathedral. Well, I mean, I mean, the thing is that uh, it, it's... Um, <laughs> the, the thing that you have to... I, I have to say that I, I, I have uh, find amazing about the royal family is that you got two of the the most destructive powers in the universe that, oh, oh and, and you have them together. And that's why there's always problem. And that is family and politics. Okay. 
And I mean, is and as as families go, is there any more family more wrapped in their entire life is wrapped in two politics than the right. royal family? No, it's and, true. And, and when you do that, that I mean, come on, it's th- things are bound to be all screwed up and messed up. And it's funny, even though nowadays, I mean, Parliament's the real like power uh, up there. I mean, I I don't know a lot about the the British uh, hierarchy, but I think the Parliament's pretty much runs things, and and the King and the Queen and all their you know little you know, princes and princesses and whatever are really more figureheads. Uh, you know, they go in, they wave, they do, you know, ribbon-cutting ceremonies and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And uh, like I said, I mean, it's, I mean, when, I mean, families within themselves, I mean, unless you, you uh, win the lottery and have, like, the perfect family, which, unfortunately, I don't believe exists, it's um, the royal family, not the perfect family. That's what yeah. they tell people. When, when people see what they're not supposed to see, after they get snuffed, after they see, they see someone get killed, before they're about to get snuffed out, they go, we're the royal family, not the perfect family. And then right after that, the, the person's brains get blown all over the fucking wall. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's a weird deal. It's it's an, It's more... I feel like I think the royal family loves that attention, and it's just pushed out. I think a lot of the shit you'll see for them is pushed out to feed their ego. Yeah. I mean, the thing is that I always find it amazing that, I mean, I, I always find it amazing that we, the U.S. seems yeah. to, you know, like to, you know, bring the royal family in as kind of like surrogates, um... Uh, They're all leaders of the world. American celebrities. I mean, it's kind of like, I mean, think about this. Think about this. Is there another country where we focus as much on their political systems or their uh, political relationships or family relationships than we do with the English family? Everybody wants to be a celebrity. And I think that they do too. And this is their way of doing it. And uh, Steve O's in the fucking news again. You hear about this guy? Oh, actually, wait, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, he's been. Uh, wait, it, it, you're wait, thinking of Bam. Uh, you're thinking of Bam, Bam, Bam. Uh, fuck up. Okay, I don't know about Steve O. I know Bam has like a restraining order against him for you know, um, uh, with the Jackass uh, latest movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right now, Steve O's going around doing a big putting together. The last two years, he's been doing putting together a Bigfoot suit made out of people's pubic hair. All right? Ain't that fun times? That's made me laugh when I read about it. Because I've been thinking, I've been like, I wonder what this new Jackass movie's really going to be. Like, like, so, 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 so when, I've been, when I've been waking up and, and I, I noticed that I, I'm missing some hair down there, Steve-O has been sneaking into uh, my room at night and uh, cutting off some for his uh, big, big foot. I think so. I think that is, yeah. Actually, I think that's exactly what's been going on. That and he's well, like doing a lot. Grooming tips. He's got a podcast now. I think he's, he does stand up still. Like he's touring around. Um, he's sober now. So like he's out there doing it. Um, so I think he's just like fans and whoever probably. So like what will happen is through, I'm sure throughout the movie, It'll be different. This will be one of those things where they'll show, they'll cut to like Matthew McConaughey shaving his pubes off. You know what I mean? And then that'll, 
You know what I mean? Shit like that. Weird cameos like that. Um, and then like weird fan, like they'll have like homeless people doing and shit. So it'll be like a weird tie in. Um, but yeah, it's gonna, that's kind of funky. Uh, they'll be doing that shit up. Uh, craziness. He's, uh, he's, 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 yeah, he's, he's one of those wild dudes, but to go into the, uh, you want, we'll go into the BAM thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, Bam kind of lost his mind. They didn't br- they bring him up, but I like not yet at least uh, in the articles. But the as everybody knows, I think we talked about this in the last one. Bam's off the rails and he's going crazy about how he got kicked off of the movie. They're making part four, I think it is, and yeah, uh, yeah he he didn't pass the drug test or something like that, and so they booted him, and he got really upset over it, and there was. Like he was threatening people, and the direct, the director, producer, creator Jeff Tremaine just got a like a restraining order on him, which was like I, certain articles said a lifetime, then other ones said like three years, um, and then some said permanent. Oh, yeah. Like I don't know what the deal is with it, but um, yeah, and I thought it was all publicity stunt, to be honest with you. You know what I mean? And I thought that in the end, he might, maybe he would pop up in the movie. Because I don't know, they all kind of had their issues, and Bam was coming off like they kind of discarded him. But I think that was more the addiction talking. Um, and I thought that it was going to be. I thought that he would pull, uh, pull through, and eventually be in it. Like I'm still not convinced that he's not going to be in it. I still have a good vibe that he's going to clean up, and he's still going to be in the movie. And this whole, I like Bam, but Bam's always been a fucking dramatic dude. So, like, I'm sure this is all one big fucking, one big fucking thing to, like, pump up the movie and to get, you know, to let it, to, to get attention for him. You know what I mean? Um, that's my vibe. But when the restraining order thing came into play, I got, a, I took it a little more serious. Like, oh, maybe it's not. But I still, I don't know, dude. That could be a gimmick too. I didn't see no legal papers, so who's to say? Uh, well, I mean, I mean, when when you're dealing with uh, the entire jackass, you know, I mean, other than Johnny not the entire Pop- one, Alex, not the entire jackass crew, they're missing one. Uh, am I missing one? Yeah. Uh, well, anyway, I mean, Ryan when Dunn. you take it in the whole, yeah, hmm? Ryan Dunn. What about Ryan Dunn? Ryan Dunn. He's another, he's the missing jackass dude. Uh, him and Paul Walker were good friends, if you don't remember him. Uh, and they shared not, the same interests. They shared, they shared the same interests and hobbies, I heard. Oh, he he was in the car with Paul Walker. No, but they both enjoyed fiery car wrecks in the, in the last moments of their lives. Oh, okay. They both went out the same way, and I like both of them. We just oh, make okay. fun. We make fun for laughs. But, uh, yeah, they both... Yeah, the only tie they had is they both died in fiery car wrecks. Oh, kind oh, of in like the kind of the prime of their lives, which is sad, which sucks, you know what I mean? But Yeah, so, I forgot about that. Yeah, well that that that's uh, yeah, I know where you're going with that. Yeah, people if you're a fan, the fans never forget about Ryan Dunn, but like people that are casual watchers often forget that there was one that died. And it was Bam's best friend. Like, that's supposedly the whole spinoff is the fact that it was his best friend. And, you know, so that was, like, a huge hit for him. And he, he went into a weird place, which it's like, you're, he was to say how people grieve. But it looked like he took this whole stance of, like, how, you know, th- bad things like that never happened to anybody else but me. And fucking buried himself in drugs and alcohol and fucking, you know. 
just took, you know, had that, took the weird route about it. It's weird. I don't know. I feel like, I don't know. It's the addiction, I think, because it's like, I think any kind of right-minded person can go, look, this is a fucking terrible thing and it sucks and I hurt. I hurt over it. I feel pain. But other people, this is a, this is a way of life, you know what I mean? Um, and you can be sad about the fact that, you know, the dude got took out in his prime and stuff, but it's like, be happy that he got to that point, you know what I mean? He could have died at seven years old, you know? What can you do? Um, but, yeah, so the BAM thing's weird, and they got he, he's got a restraining order on him now from the director. So we'll see how that goes. But I don't know. You like the, do you like the movies? Did you get into the movies at all? I know you didn't want to follow the show. It's, it's, no. I mean, to be perfectly uh, honest, uh, I didn't like any of the Jackass movies. <laughs> I've seen only one, and simply for the fact that you know, I just happened to, you know, turn it on and I watched it and it was like, you know, people actually watch this, enjoy this. I mean, I found, I thought it was mind-numbingly awful. I loved but, it. Um, I loved it, Holmes. It was good stuff. It's hard. I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, the only thing I can say is, I mean, other than Johnny Knoxville, he's the only, I, I've seen him in other stuff and I think he's pretty decent actor. Is he great? No, but I mean, he definitely, you know, he's enjoyable. I mean, I never got into the whole jackass thing. Not not my cup of tea. I mean, it just reminds me of being in, in high school, you know, the, the dumb, dumb, uh, uh, you know, dumb kids that are like, Hey, man, kick me in the balls. <laughs> kick me in the balls harder. <laughs> well, so, like, it wasn't my thing. It was like the skateboard kids mixed with like, yeah, like, because uh, I, I guess Knoxville, if you were going to say one of them was more of a jockeyer one, Knoxville did have more of like a jockeyer vibe to him, but he was like, likable. I like Knoxville's cool. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I like enjoy Knoxville and what I've seen him in other than Jackass, but like I said, I mean, Jackass, I I when I watch Jackass, it reminds me, uh, it, it's as far as I'm concerned, Jackass was kind of like, the kids eating the Tide Pods now, back in my day, okay? You're very harsh on it, home. I find it, you know, the jackass was so huge, it was hard to escape. Like, um, they were so everywhere, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's one of those things, if, if someone said they never seen an episode of it, you'd be like, wow, like, someone said they never watched Seinfeld or something like that. Yeah, well, I, all I have to say is that, I mean, I remember... When Jackass was a big thing, I was uh, in high school, and I was uh, still working at uh, CVS. And I remember that we ended up losing, like, you know, half of our carriages because kids would steal our carriages and then, you know, sit on them and r- ride down the, the, the hill and try to, you know, beat traffic, you know, Jackass style. Yeah. Um. And of course, you know, uh, some of them weren't as, as lucky of not being hit as others. I, I know. Can you imagine how many people probably died? Think about that. How many how many lives lost to jackass material and ideas? It had to have. If Ray Booten was here to talk about mostly ghostly spiritual stuff, the the, the aura of jackass must carry a curse to it. Uh, it eventually took out Ryan Dunn. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, like I said, I mean. Uh, I often do think in weird situations like that, it does, it like, like the Ryan, like Ryan, like it got so much, so many people 
died attempting weird shit, the negativity of that, maybe that took Ryan Dunn. Holy fuck, right? Where's Ray Booten? Where's Ray Booten, dude? To talk about this stuff. Um, But it's interesting. It's definitely interesting stuff. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I mean, Ryan Dunn. I like Ryan Dunn. I mean, Impressive going back to what we were talking about with Bam and and, and all that, yeah. it's obvious that you know he definitely has a major monkey on his back, which is you know the drugs and all that. And from what I read, that uh, they were willing to have him on, but he had to you know stay off the drugs, and he he couldn't do that. Which, and then of course you know. Uh, now, I mean, you said Steve-O also had a drug addic- addiction problem. Yeah, right? Steve-O was, like, half in the grave. Steve-O, a couple years ago, was, like, dead. He was, like, he was like I think he was, like, emailing people telling them he was going to kill himself. And, like, it was, like, oh, like, he was just beyond gone. I think he was into, like, meth, too, or something. There was something that he, it was more than just your typical, like, household drugs, you know what I mean? Like, your neighborhood drugs. Oh, you mean the well, good not, shit in Beverly Hills? In the but, huh? <laughs> I said the good shit in Beverly Hills. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I mean that the top dollar, top dollar buzz, baby. Top dollar buzz. But uh, I mean, but, uh, from what you said, he's now you know sober or clean or trying to stay on that path. Well, the thing with yeah, and the thing with the Jackass movies is like if you, with the drug deal and the alcohol, and don't forget the alcohol because alcohol plays a huge part in it. Because well, more I mean, as far as I'm concerned, when I say drugs, alcohol is thrown in. Them. I'm with I mean, you. The only difference between alcohol and heroin, as far as I'm concerned, is alcohol is legal. There you go. Hell yeah. Okay. Well. Okay. I'm with you. They're, they're both heavy duty. There were two different categories, but yeah, I mean they're two different categories, but they're still drugs. No, for sure. So when, when whenever I say drugs, I put I I don't I don't uh, you know oh, okay alcohol and drugs. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, they're all drugs. On the show, we like to say drugs and alcohol. We like to call them drugs and alcohol. Um, but no, this is the deal with the jackass thing. Is is like. You know, with the drugs, you, you know, uh, creativity, creatively, they would if quitting drugs or whatever coming off would make them feel like they might not be as creative. And then with the nature of the work of Jackass, where a lot of it's getting fucked up, like stunt wise, hurting your body, not like on drugs, even though I'm sure that was a big part of the early days, too. Um you're going to want those you know, pain pills, a little bit of alcohol in your system or fucking weed or whatever you got to take away to numb you. If you're get, if you're Johnny Knoxville doing like go squaring off with a fucking ball and it's hitting you and throwing you like 10 feet in the air and you're coming down, you know what I mean? Um, that's, you know, you're probably going to want a little something in your system. So you're already feeling good when you start to feel bad, if you know what I mean. So uh, it's a weird environment. And I don't know. They all must be clean. They all must be clean now, and they must be staying away from stunts. They're all getting old, so they should be staying away from stunts. Um, but I don't know. It's weird. Who's to say? I, you know, I don't know what was – I don't know kind of what the game plan was. So, I, I you know. But, I, yeah, do drugs and alcohol, dude, I think it, it would be – it's good for Bam not to do drugs and alcohol anyway. Drugs and alcohol. You made me fuck up my, my shit. Um but, like, yeah, I think it's, it's good for him to take a break anyways. I think he was going a little too hard. Uh, I don't think he ever came down from the Ryan Dunn thing. And I don't think he was ever down, and he wasn't down before it. 
I think he went from a uh, he went from partying, having fun addiction, right into uh, healing, trying to cover my pain addiction. And then I think that there was no in between. It just happened one day, and now and then he did that for so long that like that's tough, dude. That's tough when like when and when 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 heal, when drugs to heal my pain go doesn't work anymore. That's fucking a dark place. So like, who's to say? But I think it's good that he's cleaning up. I hope he gets clean in a, in a show where we make fun of people. Rest in peace, Bear Margera. Um. You have anything to say about the Steve O incident with that pubical hairs? It says that he went around and he was he did a um, a party recently, where uh, you had to the only stipulations is you had to be eighteen and over, and you had to have a big old man bush, something worth cutting off, brother. Uh, well, I uh, sounds like a big publicity stunt and. And uh, well, he should have called uh, called me because uh, I'll, I'll 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 give him my bush for free, man. I, I I actually think that 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 little that like gag is funny enough. It's funny enough to make me think think about watching the movie, and I'm sure I would have seen it anyways. But I'm actually uh, it gives me more hope for it to be more you know comedic. Uh, so, I I mean I'll have to ask you about it because. I still have absolutely no interest in 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 watching it. I like I said, I it's it's it, watching it is just as far as I'm concerned, mind-numbingly stupid. I'm with you, homie. Uh, speaking of mind-numbingly stupid, the Fleetwood Mac skateboarder. Do you remember him? The dude that listened to that Fleetwood Mac song while on the skateboard cruising, drinking the cranberry juice. Oh, I must have missed that one. He was a big pop culture guy. Nathan, I forget his last name. Nathan Apokodaka. Oh, The Dreams. He was listening to The Dreams by Fleetwood Mac, cruising down the street. But I guess he just got his own uh, cranberry drink, which is funny. It's got booze in it, too, which is funky. That's a beautiful thing. I mean, honestly, the only way to truly enjoy cranberry juice is have a little booze in it. Yeah, it's one of those real tart ones, right? Yeah, I never liked cranberry juice. Never been a fan. Yeah, that that kind of I like cranberry sauce on Thanksgiving, but not. I can go for some cranberry juice every now and then, straight. But I got to be in the right mood for it. If you want your taste buds to do the dance, you that's that's when you're going for that. Yeah, mix it with uh, some vodka, then it'll be uh, right up my alley. Nathan fits right into your thing with the pet rock and shit. As somebody who just kind of figured out something that works, he was uh, he took advantage of the situation. You know, he blew up. That was a viral video. He blew up. Somebody probably was like, "You want to fucking you want to make some money?" And he was like, "Dreams." He was fucking. He started. He went down another highway with the fucking camera and 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 the, the nice cranberry juice. He was doing it, you know. But you know how we do it up in this mother trucker, man. I know, man. I know. You know what I mean? Um, there we got uh, MGK, Machine Gun Kelly, and Travis Barker, Venice Rooftop Performance. Um, I, I wish MGK fucking jumped off the roof at the end of the performance. And I'm uh, surprised to hear Travis Barker's getting up to high heights after his fucking plummaging to the earth a couple of years back. You remember that? No, no. 
Travis Barker, drummer of Blink-182, like, five years ago, so was was in a fucking private, uh, jet, like, uh, jet or something like that. He was going to a show, uh, or, like, one of those, like, you know, 15, 10, you know, passenger plane things, the rich people planes, you know what I mean? And uh, it went down. It was him, and it was a DJ, DJ AM, I think his name was. He was, like, a, a pretty famous DJ. And I guess everybody on the plane died but those two, which is weird, the two famous people, live down or what the fuck. They were praying to Satanus on the way down for that. I don't know what the hell was going on. Uh, uh, so they got out. Uh, Barker burnt, got, like, half his body was, like, burnt up or something like that. A good chunk of his body got, like, burnt, but, like, he came back and he started... Uh, I don't think he's with, yeah, he might be a Blink-182 again, but, like, he, he, he came back in a big way. DJ AM uh, came back, and he got into, like, a Percocet addiction, I think, that eventually took him. I know he died of an overdose. Um, but, yeah, that was a weird deal. Yeah, that was a very surprise. I remember that happened. I was kind of shocked. It was like, what? Who would they make the deal with? You know what I mean? That's craziness. Uh, Machine Gun Galley is just some rapper that sucks nowadays. He, he beefed with Eminem. He's going out with Megan Fox right now. Oh, hey, hey, did you see the trailer for the Megan Fox movie? No, do tell. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, um, I don't even remember what the title is, but the entire premise, I... Honestly, my opinion, Megan Fox is, you know, not really. I, I mean, she's fine with what, what the role she's given because the role she's given aren't, aren't that tough. But um, this one, okay, first of all, it's a horror movie. Of course. Okay. Secondly, okay, the entire premise, and uh, this is what I get from the trailer, is... Like, either her fiancé or husband, you know, takes her to, like, this uh, remote uh, cabin for a romantic evening. Uh, she, uh, she ends up go- uh, falling asleep or blacking out. She wakes up. He's dead and handcuffed to her. Okay? And at the same time, you have, like, two or more guys that are breaking into the cabin... Because he has, like, you know, a billion dollars or a million dollars in the safe that they want to get. Yeah. And, of course, only two people have a combination, Megan Fox's character and her husband, who is now dead. Okay? And, of course, he's dead and handcuffed. To- so it's her dragging his body around, trying to save herself from getting uh, attacked or killed by these guys who were trying to break into the, uh, the uh, cabin. Yeah. Okay. I, I I was watching the, the trailer and I'm just like, man. First time I have to say that I actually am interested in seeing a movie with Megan Fox. Well, there's a certain audience of the horror genre. Uh, I'm not one of them that actually consider uh, Jennifer's Body to be like a classic horror film of modern horror. I I I never saw. It. I saw the trailer. I wasn't interested, but. Uh, it's like, I mean, it's not the worst movie in the world. It's about, I believe, it's a girl. She goes to a party or something, and she gets, like, I believe she gets, like, raped and killed. 
but then she comes back to kill the people that raped and killed her type yeah, deal. She, she like comes back like as a succubus or something. And yeah, but she's like good look. She's still um, very good looking, of course. And I believe she gets naked in the film, if I remember correctly. Oh, I mean, of course, if you got Megan, that's why it became an instant, instant cult classic right there. Probably. I mean, there's no denying she's a beautiful girl for sure. Oh yeah, she is. Um, um MJ, MGK is the most ugliest girl I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, but I have to say that watching the trailer for her new film, I, 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 I don't think she get. At least the trailer doesn't allude to her getting naked. But it actually looks like it might actually be uh, pretty fun to watch. Just the fact. Uh, I mean, see, there's a point where she like brings down her wedding dress and and put and put him on it and uses it to help like move his body. It's it. Like I said, it it looks you know, looks interesting, and at least enough to watch for. for yeah, I know you. Yeah. The more I see this, the more I wish MGK jumped off his roof. He's uh, inexplicably troublesome kid. Uh, terrible. See, gentlemen like him is why I think that that that, that mainstream hip hop is fucking garbage. So people will reclaim it. It'll, it'll eventually be reclaimed, um, but it'll have a dark period, I think. Um, you know. So as we as we proceed, you know, we got these crazy. Fun, they're gonna have a kid soon too. Actually, mark my words. Uh, by the time we have the next TMZ, uh, TMB. Oh no, we don't get sued. The next TMB episode will probably be announcing. Um, that she's pregnant about to hatch a fucking demon seed um, that'll run the industry in 20 years. Yeah, and then that demon seed will, you know, bring uh, uh, bring the uh, next apocalypse. It's like it's like the Antichrist of celebrity, like the ultimate. Wait, wait, celebrity hold on, hold on. I thought I thought uh, I thought the Kardashians were the Antichrists. Well, they're part of it. Like if they, they the Kardashians figured out to have a kid somehow, that would breed like a, a Kardashian, like Kanye and Kardashian. One of their kids will breed with like one of them, or they or like with some like uh, with the royalty, and they'll be like the Illuminati. It'll be like the dark That's side right. of the moon. This is what we need. Yeah, it'll be scary. Uh, it'll definitely be scary times for everybody involved. You know what I mean. You wouldn't want to get involved with some shit like that. You know what I mean? Um, Travis Barker uh, is, I know, Courtney Kardashian pictures. I don't know if they got a thing going on or what the story is. But it would make sense if he did make a, if he did make a deal with Satanus for his life when that plane was coming down to live. Then it makes a lot of sense why him and the Kardashians are getting down now. And Travis Barker looks like he died in that plane crash right now. So maybe maybe he actually died and a demon took over his body. And that's what's walking around in a Travis Barker uh, suit right now. She left me children by the stairs. Surprises let me know she cares. Know what I mean? Um, That's on some dark Illuminati. Some dark Illuminati. I do want to say that there was supposedly footage found of a werewolf in Nigeria. Did you catch that at all? That made me laugh. Um, oh, I missed that. Uh, someone caught what footage of a werewolf where? Supposedly in Nigeria. 
Yeah, well, yeah, they say it was a. They say it was just a dummy. It was a hoax used for a movie, like a horror movie. You know what I mean? That's usually what they say, though, when they don't want to. You know, get well. I mean, I mean, I mean, nowadays, I mean, with everyone's, you know, everyone has a camera on their phone and, and all that. If there ever was like a real werewolf, Sasquatch, Loch Ness monster, any of those things that everyone claims are out there, but no one has been able to get a clear picture of. Yeah. I mean, nowadays, you know, if 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 it's real, someone would have gone a, you know. A, a picture or, or, or something. Well, so, I mean, if you don't have a picture of something like that, I mean, how many people can say that they have a, they don't have a cell phone or they don't have a cell phone that has a camera on it? Well, TMZ is the truth bearer, Alex. They would have the appropriate release of the footage. Oh, come oh, on. Bro. TMZ, seriously. Um, so I think we're going too deep. Uh, it's time for a wrapping up. So, everybody out there, you know, we hope you enjoyed this little Father's Day edition of TMB Too Much Bullshit. Um, we're wishing all you daddies out there and uh, mama daddies and all different daddies a great Father's Day. You're not going to hear this on Father's Day, but we're telling you on Father's Day. So, uh, be well. If you enjoyed this show, check out other shows, of course. Um, we have uh, on all podcasting platforms the best one to listen to it is the one you're listening to this one right now probably uh the boombastic cast we also have uh the youtube on boombastic media youtube page you can see videos of the boombastic cast a lot of our interviews all of our interviews really go up there um we have a boombastic cast facebook page you know what i mean boombastic media facebook page if you want to check out some other shows on the network that you might enjoy and uh, if you might enjoy supporting you know we got this thing called uh boombastic streaming that's two o's in the boombastic streaming um over at patreon.com you know if you get hip to that patreon thing it's doing it uh, pop on over there. You can see all different types of ways you can support and get all unlocked, hidden cool flavor we got for your ass. Starting at $5 a month, you can get the complete hookup. Um, I think there's two other tiers. There's a $10 and a $20 tier, and the freshness just devours the world one chomp at a time. So pop on in there and check it out if you want to support it. Um, and we'll catch all y'all on the next episode of the Boombastic Cast, man. Peace. Hit it. I try to say goodbye, but I choke. Try to walk away in a stumble. Do a try and I hard and clear. My work crumbles and hop not. I think we should change the flag. I try to say goodbye, but I choke. Try to walk away in a stumble. Do a try and I hard and clear. My world crumbles when it hawks not near. I think we should change the flag.